Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. today but we're keeping it rolling we were just talking about our, our verticals you know i used to be able to touch the the net that's pretty good i'm fine too that's good, good right that's not true what do you mean it's not true which part yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> i am five two i can touch the net no the the true part is five two touching the net i swear i swear i play volleyball too oh you was with you i mean she an athlete no. though yeah not cat calling me a liar to start yeah, the show. Yeah, no kidding, right off the bat. <laughs> Definitely calling you a Good to see you. Twelve-year NBA veteran, Katina Mobley, and Eagles all-time leading rusher, Shady McCoy, McCoy two times. Yo, your Here man, he's showing us North Philadelphia in them. I know. Yeah. It was a hating. Shade. I was hating a little bit. Shade. I'm hating today anyway. Don't worry. Don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. Let's get it started. Listen, I can't touch the net anymore, so you're going to end up being right. Let's get started with the NBA Finals. Heat Nuggets. Game one is tomorrow night. Both teams have been leaning on their superstars in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler is a six-time All-Star and Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP. But neither of these players has won an NBA title. So, Tina, we will start with you. Who would benefit more from a ring, Jimmy Butler or the Joker? I think at the moment, uh, it would be the Joker. He has two MVPs, right? Um, and if you don't win uh, the title, then they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's just MVPs. Just like, think about it. Joel Embiid won MVP this year and didn't even get to East Conference Finals. Yeah. Right, right. And we're talking about that. Yeah. So the Joker went in two, could have won three in a row. Now we need you to finish it off so people can kind of not say so much about this whole double MVP. He just won MVPs. That's mm. it. You know, lead his team more. I feel like that's fair. I, I'm, I don't strongly disagree with you, but I'm leaning towards Jimmy because I also can't ignore the fact that I feel like Jokic might have a lot longer of a runway to get back to a championship. I know getting to championships is not easy and winning them is even harder. I know. But Jokic also does have that other hardware. And no matter how this finals goes, I think we will go into next season all agreeing that Jokic is the best player in the league right now. Just based off of yeah. the regular season, how things look throughout the playoffs, and what the dominance that he, is, he has shown. He's sure. already a back-to-back -back league MVP. So I think it would go much further for Jimmy's resume, a ring, based on the fact that he doesn't have that other kind of hardware if he won a ring. But Shady, what do you think? I disagree with you. I'm going to go with Joker. And you talk about legacy. When I think about legacy, this, for a second, we all talked about how, oh, Jokic, there's no way he can win three back-to-back -back MVPs. And the reason why is because he had no success in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So now there's this Joker, Joker, Joker. Yeah. Anyway, now this guy is going into the finals and potentially winning. 
Think about the narrative. Think about the, his resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two-time MVP, right? Then he gets a championship. Now he's really looked at as the best player in the NBA. Even though his numbers said it, we still didn't want to give him that pass. Sure. Like, who oh, he did best. Sure. He ain't did nothing in the playoffs. He, he's a regular season guy. He, he stat passed. That was the thing. He stat passed. Now you put all them stats with a championship. It goes hand in hand. So I think for the legacy part, I got to go with um, the Joker. I was smiling off the top because I, I, you, you got on me because I wanted to change the question or mess with the question in our pre-show meeting. And then what did you do? You, you changed it right off the bat. There's a lot of snitching and hating going on. I'm just saying. I got no part. Well, a little bit of hating later on, but not right now. So, so look, if this, was the only, if this was it, like for both of them, then I, I could make the case that it would mean more for Jimmy Butler. But mm. uh, to, uh, with the idea that Jokic is going to win one eventually. Right. Right, if it was just this one. But it, to, to Shady's point, to Kat's point, I, I have to say that it would mean more to Jokic because it validates those MVPs. Right. Mm. We right. look at Kevin Garnett, for example, having won an MVP and won a championship, not necessarily at the same time or the same year. Mm-hmm. Different than we look at a Charles Barkley. Right. Who was a league MVP. Good point. Right? Kevin Durant wasn't really validated until he won the rings, even though he'd already won an MVP. So I think it just puts Jokic in a different category, in that special category of guys. Dirk Nowitzki won an MVP, and then, but we looked at him different once he got that ring. Yeah, and I think that's, that's where it is. With Jimmy, even if he won it, He's still in that Chauncey Billups category. Like, I don't think we look at him different as a player. We don't elevate him in terms of his individual ability. We just look at him as yeah. he's a it's champion. The MVPs. I feel like it's the MVPs that, that separates him, right? I don't know. I yeah. think, I feel like I have to push back on that just because of how this postseason has gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Because we are really giving Jimmy the credit for where the Heat are yes. right now. Yes. So even though he doesn't have those regular season accolades at the level of an MVP, the way that this postseason has gone, if they win a championship, we will assume that it will be on the back of Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler's play. Yeah. So at, we will look at him as an individual and this ring as a ring that Jimmy Butler won. For sure. And we will think of him as a champion. But will you think of him any differently as a player in terms of what his, capa- his individual capability is, his greatness is as an individual player? Like, oh, he showed me skills that I didn't know he had before, as opposed to he showed me that he could execute on a championship level with those same skills. R- Rick makes a point. Think about this. You think about Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Joe won it first. Yeah. Right? So we didn't have media as much like that back then. But I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, I got to win one. What if Joe win again? I got to win mine. How about this one? Steph Curry. Iguodala won. Oh, right, right. Right? So you got to think about that. Steph was MVP. It was like, ah, oh, but well, he didn't, you know. Finals MVP. Finals MVP. Right? Finals MVP right. I don't know. Can he yeah. win this? Can we? Well, I mean, I think if, that's what I'm saying. If, we, if he won a championship, the Heat win the championship, and Jimmy Butler wins finals MVP, yeah. which is how we would imagine yeah. this happening, it would go, mm-hmm. then sure. I do think it would go further for Jimmy as his whole career resume. Like, that, you won't be able to take this run, particularly as them being an eight seed who had to win a play-in game to get into the playoffs and yeah. go through this whole yeah. space, whereas we know that Jokic is an incredible individual player. What we don't know if Jokic is, is capable of winning a championship and validating all those individual accomplishments with a team accomplishment of winning a championship. And we know that Jokic hasn't gone to the finals without 
having a strong player next to him. Don't relax. I'm not saying anything <laughs> about Jokic. It's a team game. Everyone needs those players around them. Right. That's what I'm saying where I, where I feel like it would go further for Jimmy in validating and how we look at his entire career. Yeah, and I, but that, again, uh, that's why I make the comparison to Chauncey Billups. Because Chauncey, Chauncey was the finals MVP of that team. And we did, it did elevate him to a certain extent, right? And very much like Jimmy, like, bounced around some before he found his spot with Detroit where he became that team leader and he was in an organization that could make the most out of what he is. I'm just, again, it kind of goes to the individual excellence. Like, I'm not going to think of Jimmy all that different. It, the, the championship almost validates what I already think about Jimmy Butler as opposed to Jokic crowning that MVP excellence with being able to lead a team to win it all, puts him in a different category for me. I will say, I think after this year, though, there's not going to be a whole lot of pushback on the next time that Jokic has an MVP season. I would agree with that. Either. Yeah. So that said, what, what team has had a more impressive finals run, the Heats or the Nuggets? Like, I, Impressive, I have to say, the Heat. I mean, come on. They, they're the first team that ever was last in scoring during the regular season to get to the finals. They had to get there through the play-in game. They knocked off both the number one and number two seeds in the Eastern Conference. That's big right there. Huge. I mean, they, they are the, the, they're the first team since 1959 that gave up more points during the regular season than they scored that got to the finals. And that in 1959, I don't even know what that team was. That was the only other team that's ever done it. So just statistically, that they are where they are just seems miraculous. Now, if you want to say surprising, I could make a case for that, but I'll save that. <laughs> You're not going to change the, the question. Shady, who's had the more impressive run? I'm going with the Heat. I mean, just think about this for a second. Like, like they go through the playoff, the, the play-in, they get, even get into the playoffs. They get there, then they're matched against the number one seed. Now they're the eighth seed against the number one seed. And they beat them, right? They beat them handily, like, like mm. smack, 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 smack. <laughs> Then they play the Knicks, who everybody felt like, oh, man, maybe the Knicks is their year. Some new additions, they beat up on them. Then they come to the Celtics, that the team from the East that's always favorite. And they smack up on them. So it's got to be the Heat, man. Like, that's the storyline. You talk about all these undrafted players, right, mm. that, that during the regular season, nobody never <clears throat> talked about them, spoke mm. of them. Mm. I'm sure, I know we was on this show. I'm sure on my TV, I didn't see nothing about them. They playing great minutes, balling. And now they're in the finals. So I just think that that whole storyline is, is like tr tremendous. And I, I think a lot of that credit goes to Jimmy Butler, what he's doing in Miami. Um, you talked about, um, uh, um, you know, Spokes and, and how and things he's been doing as a coach. And then Pat Riley and that, that, that whole organization. Like every year they're, they're, they're in the talks of either Eastern finals or now they're in the finals. So I just... I just love what they're doing down there in Miami. I mean, I think they're both great. Obviously, I think that the Heat are more impressive, but I can sprinkle a little bit on the Nuggets. The Nuggets have had some disappointing postseasons leading up into this year. Mm. And going into the postseason, I was not sure how confident I was in them putting all this together. Sure. We hadn't seen Jamal Murray play at the highest level for quite some time. So how is he going to show up? We know Jokic is great, but they've, him being great has not has resulted in them being in the finals for the past couple of years. So, you know, you can argue they went through the Lakers. They, I mean, they, they swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. A sweep is hard to do, especially when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the other side of it. 
you go through Kevin Durant. Uh, I, I have some questions about that whole chemistry. They didn't play a lot together, yeah. but they were winning games. Yeah. So I do think you can put you can sprinkle a little love on the Nuggets. I'll do that as the as the resident Heat fan. But Kat, who has had the more impressive run? I, I would think the Heat because first of all, you have um, like like Shady said, you have the play in. Then you have one of the best defensive teams in the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Then you have a Tom Thibodeau. Defense, defense, and that was my coach in 04 with the Rockets. Yep. Then you have the Celtics, who defense is pretty good as well. Yeah, they won the a little different from last year, defense, yeah. but they're Capable. still a very, very defensive-minded team. So when you say, see that, and then you see the seven undrafted and Jimmy and uh, – listen, Eric Sposa and Pat Riley, I bow down. They are the oracles of the NBA to me. And I, Shady, as you know, it's hard to win. It's hard not only win, but get guys to buy into a system. And the way they've done that, that to me is the most impressive. See, look, Nuggets fans, I don't want to hear it. I, I, was, I was being completely unbiased. <laughs> some love, right? Even though we got, we got they've been giving you a hard time. Well, listen, we're all going to give each other a hard time on this next one. Because coming up, Bob Myers is officially stepping down as the GM of the Warriors. Oh. So is the Warriors dynasty coming to an end? We will discuss that next on Speak. And don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. We're going to fight on this one. Yeah, we are. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. (laughs) Warriors president slash general manager Bob Myers is stepping down after 11 seasons with the team. Myers was the architect for Golden State's dynasty that resulted in four NBA titles. Owner Joe Lacob said the team has a lot of work to do, but added, quote, we are going to win no matter what. Mm. All right. Light years ahead. We have a lot to talk about here. something's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Shady, this is your team. The Warriors and the Sixers. Yes. Is the Warriors dynasty (laughs) officially over? It might be. Is, Is Steph there? Yes, he is. He's still there. Draymond, he's still, and then Clinton. Yeah, Draymond Clinton. How can it be over? What are we talking about here? <laughs> Listen, Bob, Bobby, I love him. I, I truly do. And I'm so happy what he did for our Warriors. He did a great thing, and he put the team together. We're so thankful, right? <laughs> We're so thankful. But if you remove him, <sighs> the core is still there. They are still there. And I just think about, like, okay, so once you, once you put the team together, once you put the coaches together, Right, and you already for the couple of years you've built this this organization, and if you look at the stats, I mean they've been in what four NBA titles, mm-hmm. six NBA Finals appearances. Like they did a great thing. So, uh, Steph Curry as a leader, Draymond Green's a leader, five in a row, right? What's that? Five Finals, goes, yeah, five yeah, finals yeah, five, yeah. I just, but I was giving you just the you know the whole thing. You know what I'm saying that's that's, that's that's a lot. So this is my thing. It's like. Steph is still there. You have the core guy still there. We, I love how y'all try to compare the, the Heat and the Warriors, which is, is similar, but it's really not, right? The culture part, yeah, but the players on the court, the coaches, are, are they all there. Like, Steph is going to be coaching out there. Draymond's going to be coaching out there. Once Bob put the team together, all right, guys, I said it for you guys. Do y'all thing. 
And then, when I, and as I look at it now, I, I truly think that the Warriors still have a lot in the tank. I think if they get some more uh, production from Jordan Poole, which we've seen the year they won the finals or the year they won the championship, we didn't see this year. If they get some of that pool back and get a couple different pieces from some of the role players, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's because because we're, we're dealing with we're, another thing. We're dealing with veterans. So even like a Andrew Wiggins, right? He's not. He's new to the team. He won a championship with him. He's part of the core, but he's still new. But he's a vet. When you bring vets in the building, bro, it's a difference from a youngster. And I just feel like Bob, he's, he was great, but to say that the Warriors dynasty is over because he's, he's leaving sounds crazy. So I really don't want to put you on an Come island. On. I don't. I, I'm built for it. I'm well, I guess it. my thing is with the, with the dynasty being over, it's hard for me to say it's, it's over for, for all the reasons that you said. Steph is still there. Clay for now is still there. Draymond is still there. I don't, I don't know what Poole's going to be. And from the, from the championship team, Poole was there. Wiggins. You got, you, Wiggins and you got um, um, Peyton. Played great yes, defense. He's yep. still there. Come on. And, Steve, and Looney's still there. And Steve Kerr still coaching. I, I, that was my next piece. Don't look to me. Don't I'm look gonna, to I'm me. I'm waiting for you to. You, you, look, you looked on. over here for me. Confirmation. But, uh, so from, for all those reasons, right. I wouldn't be shocked if they hired the right person that they were to win another championship in the next two years. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked because of the okay. core that they have. Okay. But that's what the dynasty is, that's the discussion, right? Like, for the dynasty to continue, they would have to be still competing right, I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I gotta stop this right now. I gotta stop this well, right what now. What do you think? Well, fool, do you think? Because this is Joy Taylor. <laughs> Joy Taylor, who would never in a thousand years tell you that Pat Riley's grow on trees. That Pat Riley is one of one. No, I would be lost without Pat Riley. Okay, so now you're going to tell me that, that Bob Myers, that GMs who preside over teams that go to the finals five years in a row, Bro. they grow on trees. Well, well, we don't play with say yeah, that. not playing Joy with seven undrafted players. Going to say you, but hold on, tell him that. We're not playing not with seven undrafted players. Here's, like, here's, where, the difference. here's the thing that gives me pause. Because I do absolutely respect... I respect institutional control. I, I, what I think provides continuous success is everyone being on the same page, everyone understanding what it takes to win, hmm. everyone doing their job to the best of their capability. When you have sustained success like that, for different reasons, the Heat and the Warriors are very similar. Over the last, since 2010, Golden State has 108 playoff wins, the Heat have 104. They have six finals appearances, the Heat have six finals appearances. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of similarities with two organizations, and to me, a big part of that is Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. Similarly, Bob Myers and Steve Kerr. Thank you. The, 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 the players may change around, but it's not even really so much the stars, because both of these organizations can get stars. Where I give Bob Myers a lot of respect is mean. scouting players, finding ways to fit in pieces like a Kevin Durant, acquiring an Andrew Wiggins, bringing in role players that they then develop. It's the development part that is what's exciting to me. It's nerd stuff, but being able to find those players, those undrafted players that nobody else sees any value in, including your own organization because you didn't draft them, right. and bringing them in and developing them, finding ways to fit people within, well, not fit within the salary cap, but make all the money work. Those sustained types of success come from great people at the top. So I don't think it's impossible that they could win again, but I do think it's very important who they bring in. It can't just be anybody. And, and you know, listen, it's not impossible, but is their dynasty over? I think it is just for the simple fact that Bob, to me, and knowing Bob personally, but Bob, to me, it's not easy, like Slick said, to, to, 
do what Bob's done. That's not an easy thing to keep everything under control because it's like when, I don't know, your household or you playing on a team. It's like, I don't have, Shady, when you was in the backfield, you didn't have to think like if you were with Tom or you were with Mahomes or whoever you were with, right? You, you just thought your natural, instinctual thing to do to be great. Right. Bob does that for them. He takes all the problems and everything like that so they can be who they are. Now, this next individual coming in, whoever that is, may not have that type of... There's no way that he could. They, they may he not have, have that relationship. It, 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 it's just not as easy as people think for to replace a Bob Myers because Bob is actually the one who built this team and kept guys because it might be Absolutely. it might have been worse things that happened that he kept under wraps yep. mm-hmm. for yeah, that I team I agree with that from the from the owner to the uh, press I don't it doesn't matter it's but, been but really crazy I, so my only pushback is like so that's all you said is, is correct mm-hmm. and, and, and we praise him for that Bob thanks mm-hmm. for all that but now that, that it's instilled with the team, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that some of the things he had to keep on the wraps and, and, and control the team, you have veterans for that now, right? It's not like you, you, you building this young squad and you're trying to fit everybody. We know our roles. Mm-hmm. So if you come in this team, you know what your role is. You talk about the coaches, comparing the heat coaches with, with the with Golden State coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Spoke and, 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 uh, and Kurt. But, like, let's not forget here, though. Luke Walton, I don't know if you remember him because yeah. he was a hot commodity for a little bit. He went 39-4. and four. Yep. When, start, when, when, when Steve Kerr stepped out for a second. Mike Brown, he's a respectable coach, but he still is a new coach. He went 13 and 0. He's not a new coach. I'm just saying for... He for went far with LeBron new James. New coach for our Warriors. Okay. Player. Mm-hmm. We still was winning. So I just feel like it, the Heat and the Warriors are so different. I, I, I think the way we run our, our, our teams, I get that organization, yeah. But as far as the players on the, on, on the court... That's what really matters. Once you already develop the team. Oh, awesome. He went 39 and 4. Who was upstairs? Listen, what I'm saying. I'm asking the question. And, and who was, Just answer my question. Okay. And, and who, who was, was upstairs? And who was on the court? Who was upstairs? And I'm going to give you saying, who was on the court? Okay. You see what I'm saying? But here's the thing. So when you. I never see. Uh, 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 now hold on for a second. I play, with, I play with the Eagles and I see what the Eagles did with, 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 uh, with uh, what's my guy name? Howie? Yeah. I love Howie. Mm-hmm. You put the team together, we thank you for that. Now we can go out there and ball. But we got to go out there and ball. Bob Myers ain't set no screens, and, and Bob Myers is shooting no trades. Okay. You put the team together, now let us work. Pat Riley ain't set no screens. Pat Riley ain't set no screens, but it's not about the setting the screens. You go and do that, but I'm picking you to do that. Those undrafted players, so that, I, think, I think, real talk, I'm being serious. All them undrafted players and all that, like, I think that's even more important for to have that type of Pat Riley type of thing going on. But once you, with the Warriors, once we have these stars, okay, hold on. we got MVPs. Hold what are right, we are talking you, about? Are you, are you done? Come. You're going to go back to the Eagles. I'm done. Are we, you, I'm, go ahead. Was Gary Payton Jr. drafted? Okay. He was undrafted. So when you're going 73 and oh, 9, man. and you have somebody else jump into the coaching seat, and you can keep the ball rolling when everything's good, uh-huh. yeah, that ain't, that's not hard. Okay. But we've seen since then fires that needed to be put out. All those veterans were there, and we still had the Jordan Poole. Draymond Green fiasco. Mm-hmm. All, those, all those veterans were there, and you still had Steve Kerr and Draymond Green at one point yelling at each other. Right. Like, there are things that happen along the way that need to be handled, Bob? And resolved, and Bob Myers has been the one who has done it. Yes. He, wait, he handled yeah. that Draymond Green and, and pool punch? He was the one who would sit down with Draymond you Green. You don't think it would have been worse? I mean... If Bob wasn't there, you don't think that would have been worse? 
I don't know. I know. I know it was real, real bad. And I know this. I know this. I know that Draymond Green, out of his own mouth, said, "Yo, that punch, that yes. right, that right yes. to the face yes. of Pools, yes. messed up our yes. chemistry. Stop them from so, getting as far as they could go." So but where they, was Bob? What's you that? Say, you just said that Bob is there. Dude. to put out all these fires and all this. Where they did still, he put the fire? They out? still got to the second round of the playoffs. They still made that thing work. Like they didn't have Amen. to trade one of those guys or break that up in order to continue with the team. But here, look, my thing is, I'm with you in terms of Bob stepping off does not signal the end of the dynasty. That's right. The dynasty ended four years ago. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it is Jenga, though. Listen, it is the game Jenga. When you slip that, that piece out, was the dynasty that. ended was four years that. ago. Because in my mind, okay, look, as long as Steph Curry is there, I believe that they can reinvent themselves and potentially build another championship team. But if we're talking about what they built mm-hmm. that went to five uh, finals in a row and won three championships, right. over the last four years, but, I mean, that ended after KD stepped off and Clay was out for two years. Right. They weren't a factor. For the last four years, they haven't been a dynasty. Yes, they won a championship last year. In my mind, they clawed one back. Mm. They won that as much with Andrew Wiggins and, and, the, and, and, and the new pieces. I mean, because if you don't make that deal, if you don't go and get Andrew Wiggins, I don't know that they win that championship. I know. Well, I guess you just ignoring the Wiseman uh, draft pick. But don't worry about that. Worry about I mean, I, don't, I, I disagree. I think that the, the championship, first of all, it's hard to do. Hard to do. Hard to it, do. It's talking about the regular season. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, to me, no, that, like the, champion, about, the championship the is part of the I mean, dynasty. Like I, to me, that's what solidifies the dynasty. Two years in a row, they, they weren't to be able to win with playoff. different versions of, of of outlying players and win with that core of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green on the team. Like that's that's the dynasty. Well, it, that's part of the dynasty. I, I agree, that's part of the dynasty. But if we're talking about the team, the organization being the dynasty. <sighs> Then for the last four years, they, they three of the four years they haven't been a factor. All right, we might have so to, how can I say that they're this a this, dynasty? This, this, he says he's talking about the regular season because they have the best playoff, no. they have the playoff the best playoff postseason record. They weren't from in 2019 the, to 2023. They weren't in the playoffs. They weren't in the playoffs four you, years I'm ago. Just, they weren't in the playoffs three years ago. Stats, coming up, the Heat are coming off a seven-game series. <laughs> well, the Nuggets have had a lot of rest. Which team? has the advantage going into game one of the NBA Finals. That's next on Speed. Bro, I didn't make these stats up. <laughs> who made them up? Yeah, who <laughs> made them up? <laughs> Baseball is back, and so is Slipping Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We're not even getting into any of that stuff. Uh, our guys are in great shape. They're ready to compete. Uh, if uh, Denver wants to tip this thing off at the top of uh, Everest, we'll do that. Thanks, Bob. Okay, yeah. Bob. 
Yeah, we want oh. the smoke. We want all yeah. that smoke. Bo's ready to go. Well, they have to play in the altitude, so each team is coming to the game in a completely different way. The Heat will have two days of rest after a dramatic Game 7 on Monday over the Celtics, and on the other side, the Nuggets will be going on nine days rest mm. after sweeping the Lakers. So, Kat, I want to ask you, would you rather be the Heat or the Nuggets for Game 1, considering those circumstances? Me, personally, being a vet, I'd rather be the, the Miami Heat. Just for the simple fact, um, you know, not too, I don't want too much rest, right? But then it also, too, is basketball is instinctual. We have to keep our rhythm, right? Mm. Right. So when you're older like that, that is the thing. When you're older, it may take you a little bit more time for your body to, to get well. So you need, a little, you need a little rest. But then when you're younger, you're thinking too much, so you're ready to play. So I'm glad that Denver has a little time off because now those young guys are in their head a little bit. But... Also, too, is I don't care about the altitude. I don't care about none of that stuff. Like, like Eric said, I want all the smoke. I don't think Denver has met an aggressive team like the Miami Heat yet. I'm talking about every single possession on, I think, all seven games that they're going to get bopped in the face. I just, I just don't know. I don't, wow. So I'm, I'm going, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm doing my heat. That's what I'm saying. For wow. me, yeah, I'd, I'd rather be Miami Heat. Shady, we talk about this in the NFL a lot. You brought this up in the, in the pre-show meeting, the, the idea of rest and what, like, having a bye week could do to you to get you out of your head. So what would you rather? Would you rather be the Heat or would you rather be the Nuggets? I think I would rather be the Heat. And I, I, I would only take the rest if we were banged up. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, they're not banged up. And I just want to say that I, I think the Heat, they're playing so well right now, they have that momentum. Mm-hmm. Right? They're... they're, they're, they're like the routines. It's one thing we have the routine for just practice, right? We have another routine where practice leads into the game, and they've been doing it every night, night in, night out, my sleep regimens. All that type of stuff you don't even think about, the sleep, what you eating, compared to, and you know, I've been there, huh? when you get them breaks and the bye weeks and all that, oh, man, you might, get a, you might sneak a donut. Oh, they watch the Heat and Celtics. Oh, Celtics winning this game? Oh, they down 3-0? What you sneaking? They went, oh, it's 3-1? I'm giving another donut. <laughs> you think about that. So now I just feel like with all that rest, there's got to be a point in time where, where the Nuggets have to knock off the, some of that rust yeah. and some of them donuts. And I think that the Heat are, are, are in perfect shape. They've been playing. And besides, you don't want to, like, stop the engine and eventually have to turn it back on. But let me tell you this really quick. When I played for the, the Rockets... Jeff Van Gundy was our coach. Who mentored Jeff Van Gundy? Pat Riley. That's right. That's so it was right. Jeff Van Gundy, and the assistant coach was Tom Thibodeau. When I tell you body fat better be on point, conditioning better be on point. So that's why for me, listen, I'm telling you right now, Miami Heat's not playing. That's why I'd rather no, be Miami donuts. Heat. I mean, I don't, look, I, I, I hope that what you're saying is true. The only reason why I would tend to lean towards the Heat, I think, feel like the Heat could use the extra day or two mm-hmm. of rest and yes, adjusting sure. to the altitude. But nine days is a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. If the Nuggets had had two extra days in the heat, then maybe I would be, I would lean towards, you know, okay, mm-hmm. I, I can see getting a little out of the rhythm, like all of that. But nine days is like a whole bye week. That's mm-hmm. like an all-star break. Right, like that's right, a, right, you're right. never getting that much time yeah. off during the season unless it's that. So that's the only reason why I would tend to agree with you, as I say, with total fear because I'm a Heat fan. But Rick, what, what is your thought? I'd much rather be the Heat because you're coming off of playing at the level necessary to play in a game seven mm. to get to the finals. And even game one in the finals, I'm not sure is going to meet the intensity of win this or go home. And so 
I would rather be them. But I, I got to take a little bit of a left turn here because the disrespect for the Denver Nuggets that I am hearing from Shady and Cat about, look, nine I'm days. I'm Philly. I disrespect. That's no, <laughs> what I do. Without question, they're, they're, they're losing their rhythm, right? I mean, you just can't maintain that. And Mike Malone is as hard a coach as Jeff Van Gundy or Pat Riley or any other coach. He is a demanding coach. It's why I believe the, the Nuggets are going to be different than, than what the Boston Celtics were. But all that said, this they're going to get hit in the mouth and they're not ready and they're, it's, it's, they're not ready for the physicality of the nope. Miami Heat. Nope. Man. Anybody want to be a fighter until you get punched in the mouth? You, Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. All right, well, well, let's ask that. The Nuggets have played... An eight, four, and seven seed in the playoffs. Are there any concerns that they haven't been punched in the mouth yet? They haven't been mm. battle tested. I don't think they've been battle tested, truthfully. I mean, listen, the Lakers are what, one or two possessions away each game, basically. Yeah, it was a close series. Right. It was a sweep. Minnesota, I love him. Anthony Edwards, he's, my, he's one of my favorite young up-and-coming superstars. And then you go to uh, who they play second. Suns. The Suns. The Suns. They weren't together. Chris Paul wasn't even playing. Yep. So to me, I don't really think you have been battle-tested like a Miami Heat where you have to play a play-in. Then you're playing out of all the teams that were – they played the three toughest defenses in these three rounds to me. And it was like they, – they're like what? Roman Warriors. They, they're serious about this. Right. So have Denver been that? No, I, I don't see it. I don't see it now. They got, they have a, a Bruce Brown and they have a Caldwell Pope that kind of uh, reinvented the defense and the toughness. And you got Aaron Gordon playing pretty well and he's, he's aggressive. But I don't know about that Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, every single possession I'm on you kind of thing. I don't know about that yet. Well, I mean, the question was, who's rather be in this, in this next game? And I said, the Heat. I think the Nuggets are still going to win the series, though. Hold on. And, and I think they are kind of battle tested. I mean, even though they swept the Lakers, right, and that's Andy Davis and LeBron James, it wasn't like this an easy sweep. So the, the, the first two games, yeah. they, they could have lost some Thank games. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's one part. And then the second thing is, like, you, even though I, I get it, I think Kevin Durant and um, um, Devin Booker, they have a lot of, of great gears ahead of them, right, with that team. But and you, and people talk about how they didn't have that much time to, 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 to gel. Yeah. yeah, to gel. I get it. But those are some great damn players. Average of 60-some points combined. That's battle-tested because you battled from different type of skills. I'm going to say this, right? Though. I'm going to say this. The Lakers were wor- one of the worst teams in transition defense, correct? That's true. Okay. The Miami Heat is one of the best teams in transition defense. So those easy buckets that Denver was getting, you're not getting that with Miami. Now that half-court set is a little more okay. physical. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. But, but if I'm not mistaken, we have our research people going into the series. The Lakers were playing the best defense of any team in the playoffs, if I am not mistaken. I believe yeah, you ain't mistaken, right? right? You ain't yes. tripping, right? Yep, yep, so right. what the Denver Nuggets did to the Lakers is a little bit different than what the Lakers were prior to facing the Denver Nuggets. Can't we give them a little bit of credit? That- I give them credit. I give them credit. And, and, yeah. and, and real quick, and you being actually in the locker room, locker room, right? Mm-hmm. And going for the game plans. So I, I do, and, and no disrespect to the Heat players, we have these arguments all the time. But I do think we talk about battle tested. When you go into the locker room, okay, all right, guys, we gotta we gotta stop uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, right? I think you gotta get that game plan together. Boom, boom, boom. Then mm-hmm. you go to the Lakers. Ah, oh, we gotta stop Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, and, and LeBron James. 
Now you onto this heat joint with that same. I got Jimmy Butler. You got got Bam. Caleb Martin. I mean, that's what the Celtics. Do you, do you, I'm being serious though. So, but I'm talking about like you been in the locker room. We're talking about battle test apart. So you go you know, battle all these top guys, and then you get to the Heat and their lineup. You like, all right, we've been battled enough. We gotta stop Jimmy. Some scrappy players. <laughs> I'm asking you how this is longer. I'm asking you. I just flipped the disrespect card. I, no. You know what, though? I love that this is why we play the game, though. I'm just, mm. I mean, like, we learn things as yeah, we go along throughout sure. the postseason. For sure. Because at the beginning of the postseason, almost everyone, maybe not Shady, but everyone was kind of feeling like whoever came out of the East was going to be the team that was Agreed. favored Agreed. in the finals. Yeah, Shady, Shady didn't. But, but everyone didn't really feel like the Western Conference was going to be this gauntlet to get through. Agreed. Now, we've watched it. Maybe we feel a little bit different. That's why we have to play the games. Maybe we feel like it was a little harder to go through Devin Booker and KD, who were averaging 60 points together. Maybe it was a little harder to go through a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Austin Reeves that's playing well. So that's why we play the games. Now, that said, I do think that Miami has had to battle through more than the Nuggets have. But part of that is because of him. Right. Like, that's... He's doing that. Uh, so so what, what, to me, what it comes down to for, for the Nuggets, I don't feel like they're a soft team. I don't really feel like they haven't been battle-tested. But I do think that this matchup provides some interesting elements that they haven't seen quite yet and to the level that they've seen in the postseason. Styles win. When you say battle-tested to me, I'm talking about consistently out of the three rounds, have they been tested? I don't think Well, for because- example, they haven't played a coach that has won a championship. To the postseason yet? Uh, why not you, why this my question, year. Not okay, this year. But hold on. But we're only but talking on. about this year. But hold, I know we're only talking about this year, but should we talk just about this year if we're talking about being battle-tested? They've been in the playoffs every year since 2020. They've played top seeds in the Lakers and the Clippers two years ago. They played the defending champion Warriors in the first round last year. And I'll put this to you, Mr. The Nuggets haven't, they're not all that, and I think the... I'm no, no, I'm not saying they're not all that. That's not what I'm saying. All okay. I'm saying is not battle-tested. So That's like the Ravens back in the early 2000s when they were defensive heavy and they were meeting teams that scored a lot. What happened? Ray Lewis and them shutting that down. So all I'm saying is, when you deal with other teams, when you're dealing with the Miami Heat, they're not letting you do the easy things you did before. So now, mentally, those easy buckets, you're going to have to start thinking, what else can I do after you get popped a couple of times? Here's but my Rick, question. I don't, like, I don't like going back in years because, in our, like, to Shady's point, each, wanna... each year is different, right? Like. I hear you that Jokic has been a little battle tested, but if we're going to go back in years for the Heat, well, that's the, heat are, the Heat should be fi- favored. But then. don't you think they are? Don't you Pat think that Jimmy Butler and the Miami I'm Heat? I mean, Jimmy Butler has said, we're going to keep taking this test until we pass it. Do you not think having taken the test previously has not taught him something or didn't teach him something? Jokic? That put the, no, Jimmy Butler. Oh. Jimmy Butler has said that. Like, do you not think that their past experience against the Boston Celtics and in the playoffs in general did not inform what they did and how they approached this playoff run and they beat the Celtics? But I'm going to ask you, I want to, uh, seriously, what you learned from a previous year, playoffs or otherwise, did that not prepare you? Did you not draw upon that in subsequent years? To do better, to be better, to be tougher, to understand a situation better. All of that, yes. Okay, so all of what you're saying, what you, what you guys are feeling to realize what I'm saying is, have they been battle-tested? I don't think, maybe the Joker, maybe. 
But I don't think Michael Porter Jr., I don't think a lot of those guys on that team has, because once you're playing in a seven-game series, you got to do, you're actually, it's not about how good you are now. It's about how, how well the team structure, how you play the defense, the offense. And then, because it may not, the first option may not work. The second option may not work. So now what do I do? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm looking at how Miami plays. And Jimmy Butler came from Tom Thibodeau first, now you have a Tom Thibodeau situation. So he understands it. Bam grew up in it against with Miami. All those guys are bought into it. Denver, now Murray, I love him. He's, he's talented. Murray's coming back in. Has he met a physical team like this? I think he's super talented, one of the most talented guards out there. I don't know yet. The question was, are they battle-tested? I don't think just yet because the toughest defensive team on a consistent basis that gets back on transitions, get back on transition, is Miami Heat to me. You hear that Lakers? It's not about the the undrafted. Coming up, it sounds like LeBron, thinking about that, wants the Lakers to pursue Kyrie Irving. But the feeling doesn't seem to be mutual. So the Lakers want Mm. the all-star guard. That's Mm. next on Speak. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Lakers and Kyrie Irving rumors are not going away anytime soon. An anonymous Western Conference GM says there's not an overwhelming sentiment from the Lakers that they want to sign Kyrie this offseason and that LeBron James is the one that wants it to happen. So, Kat, should the Lakers want, should they want <laughs> this just got to Kyrie Irving? Why lurking, my back like this? I just can't wait to hear what this you say. This is unbelievable, lurking. man. Listen, the harassment is crazy. I'm just telling you right now. I'm not going to stand for it, okay? You, I, I think so. I, I, I truly think so. Now, listen, Slick made a great point. If we can, I, you got to keep the, the young guys, Hachimura, right, find a way to keep Reeves, mm-hmm. and then have Kyrie to close games out because he didn't have to do too much because if you have a LeBron James, you have an AD, I'm all for it because I love Kyrie. I just think in certain situations, like Kyrie when he left Cleveland and he went to Boston, I think after that, he said, you know, I, I was a little immature. I shouldn't have said what I said, blah, blah, blah. It was in Boston. Right, because becoming the leader of a team is very hard. LeBron James is great at that. Right. But Le, LeBron James is going to be in his 21st season. That's a lot of miles. So now to close games out, you don't think if Kyrie was there instead of D'Lo, if you, don't, you don't think if Kyrie was there to close things out, the Lakers would go farther? Yeah. yeah. They would go farther. Yeah. So I would, you know... I would want Kyrie on that team because now you've relieved LeBron James because he took a different position, mm. you know, this year, mm. pretty much. Austin Reeves kind of playmaking more. You know, and then AD also. He can kind of take a, a – he doesn't have, doesn't have to be so much pressure. He can be the third guy. LeBron can be the second guy. And then you can have the other guys fill in, Hachimura, Austin Reeves. I don't even know if Austin may be third. I don't know. But my point is Kyrie's a closer. He's a gamer. And he doesn't have to control the game, mm-hmm. but as long as he can control that fourth, what, does he, did he lead the league in fourth quarter points 
uh, this year? Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Yep. So the, all you got to do is I'm just relax until the fourth quarter. Who's going to stop him when you have LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves and all? I just think that, yes, you, you, you try to get Kyrie. I mean, I, I think it would be an amazing fit if you don't have to give up depth and, and a whole lot of youth. Like, he's, to your point, the, the most fourth quarter points to end the season. And you know what Kyrie is. And more importantly, LeBron knows what Kyrie is. Yeah. And they know what they are together. So you don't have any kind of the, the personality adjustments. Kyrie's in L.A. all the time. It's not like he, this is a fit that works if you can keep everything together. The question that always comes up is how much depth are you giving up and, and for what? Like, what's the trade-off? Because you saw what happened in Dallas. And that wasn't even Kyrie's fault. At this point, you know what Kyrie is. So if you're going to give up a bunch of defensive depth and then be mad that you're, that you're adding Kyrie and you don't have defense, well, you shouldn't be in a position to make those moves then because you can't ask a player to be something that they're not at this point in Kyrie's career. So I think it's an amazing fit. But, Shady, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I love the move, too. And two things you guys said uh, makes a lot of sense. You, you can't give up too much, right. right? Because I think the core right now would be LeBron James, you got Austin Reeves, and you have um, Anthony, Davis. Anthony Davis, right? And you want to keep that. You don't want to mess around with that. And I, I think that if you get a guy like Kyrie Irving, it, it takes the pressure off for Anthony Davis. You know, when we talk about Anthony Davis having these bad moments where he, he's a no-show, it's only really on offense, right? Yeah. So now you take that offensive pressure mm. that you need to produce. Great mm. point. And you give it to Kyrie Irving. Because yeah. we know how Kyrie Irving can score. That's, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that if they could just find a way to get Kyrie Irving, it would be, be a great deal. And then Anthony Davis, really quick, Anthony Davis, he's great. He's a great finisher. Yes. Kyrie can put him in position oh, to man. finish. Make it real Austin easy. Austin Reeves puts him in position. LeBron James puts him in I mean, I just, I think, uh, to me, and I want you to go, if Kyrie was 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, to me, now this is going to be a crazy thing on the mm-hmm. internet. Uh, what, I uh, think he is well, the best really? offensive player we have ever seen oh, if he was 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, oh, six. Most talented, I'm telling you right now. But go, Slick, go. How am I supposed to follow that? I mean, I'm listen. Should should Lakers want Kyrie Irving? Sure. Should they want Kyrie Irving at any cost? No. They went through that. It's why there's reluctance on the Lakers' part. Because they did that for LeBron. LeBron driving this, we want Kyrie. They did that for him to get Russ Westbrook. And how did that turn out? So the Lakers feel a little bit snake bit in terms of following that. Now, if I can get Kyrie Irving for D'Lo in a sign-and-trade. I don't know how you could make that happen, but let's say that the Dallas Mavericks are desperate and they don't want to be empty-handed. And we've seen that happen before. The Warriors did it with Kevin Durant, and D'Angelo Russell was the consolation prize for him leaving. Then I could see potentially where that would work. But let's be clear at where the Lakers are. Like, just for them to hold together this particular team, which is retain Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura and be the team that they were at the end of the season. The idea that they're going to get markedly better is really a a stretch. Getting a Kyrie Irving for a D'Angelo Russell really is the only way that I can see in which you'd say we're better coming back than we were. And even then, you're talking about you're going to let Jared Vanderbilt go. Can you re-sign Dennis Schroeder? Like, there's a lot of – they had a lot of pieces that contributed to them getting where they, they ended up. And I don't know that they're going to be able to keep all those pieces. And you are looking at me, Whoa. Joy, like with the skepticism <laughs> that – I can't say I'm not used to it, but I don't see it all the time. So what, what's bothering you? I mean, because Kyrie is not coming in to be a role player. Like – 
Kyrie is a legitimate superstar. He might have some de- deficiencies on the defensive end of the ball, but you're not yeah. bringing him in to do that. So if you're sacrificing up some, you know, younger talents. Yes. Is Kyrie's contributions not going to Come make for up that? for that? Yeah. Well, if you're giving up a Jared Vanderbilt, who is a defensive stopper, if you're giving up a Dennis Schroeder, who is a defensive stopper, then. So replace those defensive stoppers. With with other players, pretty, those guys are pretty good. They are very it's good. Not, it's not easy to find complementary players that can play defense you know, at the level of those two guys. I mean, Tom, hold on. But, the, but those guys are also like Schroeder. Okay, like I'll I'll have some conversations about how you replace Schroeder. But but offensively, what you're bringing in with Kyrie. Do you think that amplifies them so much offensively that it compensates for what you're losing defensively? I we didn't see that with the about, Dallas Mavericks. No, but also the, 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 the Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks are not the same team. Like, that's, that's their, their composition is completely different. Okay, Anthony Davis alone makes them a, a, a better defensive, a better team. defensive team, Agreed. team than Dallas. Agreed. It's, and Dallas was defensively deficient before they gave up stuff for Kyrie. So that put them even further in the hole. Okay. Like, we're not bringing in a role player. Kyrie is a legitimate star. Uh, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying... Like, like I, I, have a hard, there's, I have a hard time comparing them, like, handedly, the, what, the composition of the Dallas Mavericks team and the Lakers team this year. Also, the, way, the Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals this year. Right. Right? I, I don't think that they were in the Western Conference Finals solely because of the contributions of Dennis Schroeder and no, Vanderbilt. No, 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 no. But, but I'm not convinced, and obviously since Catino thinks that Kyrie Irving's the greatest offensive player <laughs> ever if he's only three inches taller, no. that what Kyrie Irving gives them, like I would be very careful what you are giving up and thinking that you're going to be better than the team was this year. And yes, they did get to the conference finals. They also got swept. And... I hate to bring it up. LeBron James is not getting younger. Anthony Davis isn't necessarily getting healthier. And meanwhile, you got the Kings, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies. Like, you have all these young teams that are only going to be better next year. I mean, I keep hearing about some of these other young teams. I mean, the Nuggets got there, but they have Jokic. Kat? Uh, No, listen, I... Rick makes little sense, but at the end of the little day, little sense or yeah, just a little, a little sense, uh, just a little, sense. A, little, a little sense where you know think, think about this. I, I wouldn't give up Schroeder. I think Schroeder's a great backup. Yeah, I I wouldn't. You know, Vanderbilt. I don't know. I t- Kyrie Irving. So whatever. This okay? The Lakers got swept. The Lakers in that that sweep was a possession or two away from winning games. Kyrie Irving's winning those games because Vanderbilt, they had to put him on the bench. Bro, we, we talking about... They was putting him on the bench. And Vanderbilt, this is like... Right, but they were putting him on the bench. He wasn't like he was in the fourth quarter closing games out. This wasn't the first round when he was doing that. Right. We're talking about the... Four, we're, talking about, we're talking about the... We're talking about the third round. We're talking about possession game. Kyrie Irving is closing them games out. Now, okay, you don't want to give up Schroeder, Vanham, a whole bunch of them. But at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, AD, Austin Reeves, Hachimura, I'm liking us. I just want I'm to liking ask one, them. one question because there's a lot back and forth. How much do you think that Schroeder and, and Vanderbilt did in the, the, the series against the Nuggets? Uh, Vanderbilt, not a whole lot. Okay, let's go to the Schroeder. Schroeder, Schroeder I think, is, was, was a big part of their defense. 
Big part of the defense. <sighs> he didn't play that well to me, and that's serious. A lot of turnovers, a lot of bad. Offensively? But I think, oh, but, but, but let me tell you why. I'm just, I'm just saying, and then, and then the last part is like, you, can, you can't replace Schroeder? But I'm going to tell you why. See, basketball. I, I don't think you, you can you, just find. You, but basketball's a rhythm sport because if, if, if D'Lo, D'Lo, Jamal Murray and D'Lo, right? I think Jamal Murray saw like, he saw meat, so he just started to attack. He got into a rhythm. That series. Against D'Lo. Shru- right. And then it carried over. Exactly. To Schroeder. So Schroeder caught the fire. It was kind of like when Shannon Anderson, I love him to death, he would start, and then I would come in on Kobe, not saying I'm going to stop Kobe, but Kobe already got 20-something, and he happy. <laughs> I come in, he, it's nothing, I'm not, I can't do nothing. I, I just don't see no true value in a Schroeder. I think he's, I think he's solid, but the, like, we talking about replacing him, like it's, like that's going to be an issue. No. But- like the same thing where, when it comes to paying him. You think he's going to have a big bargain to get a but big me, deal? That's, again, it's where the bar is set. Like, we're talking about the Lakers not just getting to the conference finals, but getting back to the finals. And then it's not just a matter of what your core is. Right. It's like, how good are your supporting players? Mm-hmm. It's what undercut the Suns. It's what undercut the Yeah, players. but I just I think the composition of, those, of all of those teams is so different. Like, it's, it, it's just different. Especially if you're, if you're imagining in this scenario, you're keeping Austin Reeves. You have Anthony yeah, Davis, like, that's You the have main LeBron guy. James. Right. You're keeping Hachimura. Like, you're going you're, to have to yes. give up some, of That course. core right there is beautiful. But if you can keep that core and add a Kyrie Irving, yes, it may change the composition defensively a jo- little bit. Joy. But you would hope that the swing offensively would account for that. It's going to be hard as hell to replace that seven points that Schroeder averaged against the Nuggets. Hard as hell to replace that. You know what? I I don't like the facetious (laughs) J.D. McCoy at all. The Celtics (laughs) fell one game short of the NBA Finals and now they have some tough decisions to make. So can Boston win a title with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown together? That's next on Speak. Hating on Dennis Schroeder. I mean. I love Dennis. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, Celtics season is over. Game seven loss to the Heat. Oh, let me just read this. Jason Tatum and Jason Brown have been to four conference finals in six years as teammates, but they have not won a title. An NBA insider still says he'd be stunned if the duo has played their last game together. Shady. Can they win a title with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum together? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. If I, if I told you that you have these two all-stars together, right? One's a first-team all-NBA and one's a second-team all-NBA. And I'll just start, I don't, and I don't even tell you the names of the other role players, right? And I said his sporting cast, you have a guy that's a six-man of the year. You have a guy that's a second-team all-defense of team. You have another guy that was a formal defense player of the year. And do you have a solid, savvy vet, Right? As the big man, as Al Horford. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, like, if, if I told you the numbers, you would think that that team would be good enough to win championship or at least get to the finals. And if they can't get that done with that type of role players, what's left? When you break down a team, you always start the head. Okay, you have the star players. Okay, mm-hmm. how can we get the role players to fit into this core? Mm-hmm. Well, they have that. If I look at a roster in the NBA, like, who has a better roster than, than the Celtics? Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick. So if you guys can't get it done, Jason... And Jalen, 
They got to break it up, and hopefully, let's do, let's do it a different way. Maybe we trade Jalen and get a different type of star, different type of attitude, because I, I see, it seems like they're both like the same type of player. Not just on the talent level, but it's more like the personality. It's more laid back. You can take it. I can take it. You, you got to have a mixture, right? If you look at all the, 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 the superstar players that all play together, they all have, like, different personalities, though. Uh-huh. You know, I just think that for this combination to work, man, they got yeah. great talent, but it's time to, 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 to separate it a little bit. It's like... Yeah, I, to Shady's point, I'm, I'm going to jump off there in terms of the, the personalities and how those two mesh. And, and looking at the nuclei of championship teams, I mean, you look at Clay, Dre, and, and Steph. They're all different. All different. But all different. they complement each yes, other. Yes. Uh, even Jokic and Jamal Murray, they're different, but they complement each other. Kobe and Shaq complement each other. You could go down AD, the AD line. LeBron. All of them, and that's <laughs> That's my issue. Now, I understand how difficult it is, and for some people, how crazy the notion of breaking them up, because they've been to the playoffs every year. They just went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They went to the Finals last year. So this, I, I, I understand anybody who goes, come on, they've been so close. You're going to break that up? And most teams would not, because their level of success has been good enough to roll with it and say, well, maybe if we just tweak it enough around them, we can find our way there. I understand that logic. I just believe at the heart of it, when you look at that core and you say, that doesn't hit me as being a championship core. Those two together, I do not see leading a team and raising the Larry O'Brien trophy. Mm. That's where I say, you have to, you have to risk it. You have to risk that you're not going to have the same success, knowing that it's either it's it's I either break it up and give myself a chance at winning a championship, knowing that I may risk that I'm not going to enjoy the consistent year to year success that I've had at this point. I think there's so much nuance to it, because part of the reason why that risk feels heavier is because it's the Celtics. It's the Celtics organization. Also true. They expect to win championships. If this was maybe in a different city or a team that hadn't had a high level of success and their fans hadn't experienced that and the city hadn't experienced that, maybe they'd be willing to be more patient. But that, that matters. Yep. Like you, you expect to win championships in Boston. That plays a factor in this. The fact that they've had different coaches that have gotten the team to essentially around the same place in the postseason and they haven't been able to get it over the edge. Everything that you mentioned about all the role players. How many more role players do you want? Yeah. So That's, that's the top of the line role right. players right there. Like, top of the line like, what role else would you possibly exactly. be asking for? And the fact that it really feels like there is no real vocal stop the bleeding leader Mm. on this team. So if the top two players aren't going to be that, well, then you've got to go down the line. Well, once you start getting down the line, you can't go too far down the line because uh, what are you really saying to me? Like, you're not really yeah. going to go out there and get this done yourself. Right. So you, you're <laughs> kind of in the same role as a coach at that point. Yeah. Like, you're not, are you really going to go out there and will us to victory the way that Draymond Green is going to put somebody in a position so he can be that third guy and be that leader? So I, I hesitate to say that they should break them up because – to your point, they've been so close. And there is something to say for consistency at the highest level. But there's also something to say for doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, which yeah. is insanity. So yeah. it's a very thin line here between being insane and just taking a risk that may take you out of that conversation. Yeah. What do you think, Cap? You know, it's, 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 uh, this is very touchy for me, right? So Steve Francis and myself, you know, we was, you know, when we were in the West, we were considered Dope. one of the best 
best duos in the West. And we listen, we went 40 some games a year, but we didn't, you know, sometimes we, we meet the Lakers and they were at one seed, we were eight seed. And then John Lucas Sr., who was with the Rockets, he said, you know what, you guys be better away from each other. And at the time, I took that seriously, like, what are you talking about? That's like my brother. That's my brother. And I think with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, it's the same kind of thing. They both do the same thing to me. And then you have, like or, or Slick was saying, you have the Jordan and the Pippen. They don't do the same thing. Pippen's more of a point, yep. mm-hmm. right? And then he's, he's giving it to Mike, and he's doing all the, you know, dirty work stuff. You know, even though he's one of the best small forwards ever to play the game. Then you have Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars. They do different things. And then you have LeBron James and Wade. That's the only two that you compare them to that they kind of play alike. Mm -hmm. But LeBron is more of a point. And Dwayne is a point also. But then also, too, is he's more of a scorer. But then also, too, is Dwayne had to go to LeBron and say, yo, yo, come on, this is your team. I'll follow you. I don't know if Brown said that to Tatum yet. Yeah. But then also, too, as you think about Boston Celtics, with KG being the vocal leader, and he was MVP, and he was big ticket, and he was the guy, but then Rondo made sure everybody ate. I don't think Boston has that team, and it's been too many years. It's been three, three coaches so far, right? They've, I think they've maxed out what they have. So I think if Jalen Brown goes somewhere else, they will be better off in their career because I think they've been stunted their growth. It feels a little redundant. Yes. Right? So all, all of the guys that you're talking about complement each other. AD and LeBron, Jokic and Murray, Pippen and Jordan, like Kobe and Shaq. They don't do the same things, but they're both great players. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's really the d- dynamic that I think Boston doesn't have. And you can't really complement that with role players. because the, And not even role players, just the rest of the roster. Because the rest of the roster is not all going to be as good as your top two stars. Well, and to your point, with the Boston Celtics, in most cases, like, let's go to Oklahoma City right. with, with KD and Russ. We always had a feeling, can this really work? Mm-hmm. Can these guys, because they, they, they didn't feel like it always fit, but you looked at the talent and you look at Oklahoma City, you go, well, when are you ever going to get another KD in Oklahoma City or a Russ Westbrook, mm-hmm. right? So they did the same thing. Serge Ibaka, Steve, like you bring in a bunch of different guys to try to make it work, but right. you just never question the core. But in Oklahoma City, it works. If there's any place that would say, yeah, we've been good, but good doesn't meet our expectation. We're looking for another banner. Right. That's what we go for. Then if that's the case, then Boston has to say, we've given this a go. We need uh, to find another form. I mean, that is the case. Yeah. It uh, pains me to say nice things about Boston, but they've won <laughs> championships as a standard there. Coming up, the Nuggets are in their first NBA Finals against the surprising Heat. I didn't write that. Surprising Heat. Mm-hmm. But which team faces the most pressure to win game one? That's next on Speed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jimmy Butler is known for having a unique taste in music. His teammate Gabe Vincent was asked about it. Speak up, Gabe. 
How would you rate his playlist going into these games? A ten out of ten. I love I love Jimmy's music taste. We go we go back and forth with music. Uh, you know, I could like to listen to music with Jimmy for hours. Smart man. Right now, some there. of y'all don't know this, but I am actually the designated DJ. She is here for Speak, but occasionally Shady will come in on a vibe. So I'll, no, I'll just, you like the music play though. This when you start playing like. What's his name? Uh, John, Mark? John Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer. I didn't start playing. Don't slander me. No, I didn't exactly. start with John Mayer. You didn't know who John Mayer was? Wait, you didn't know who John Mayer was? No, I, I know who JT is. Justin Timberlake. We're not, okay. not getting, I know who Justin Beaver is. I know who they are. Don't start this. No, but I asked Shady, in the NFL locker room, sometimes you'll have two like speakers, right? Because it's so big. Yeah. But it's usually the same vibes? Nah, it's one music being played. One, one, okay. You know what I'm saying? But there's only one designated DJ in the NBA locker room. Only one. It's, I mean, it's, it's a small a, locker yeah. room. It's a small locker room. It's a lot of pressure, though. It's, it's a lot of pressure to be the DJ. Yeah, it's a, small, it's a small locker room. But, I mean, listen, I like Jimmy's music. He Country music, I like. He does, he does, yeah. He versatile. Yeah. He's versatile? He's versatile. <laughs> I guarantee this, he wasn't playing that in Philadelphia, in the Sixers, the Sixers locker room. Maybe with the Heat. Got seven hundred other players. It's easy to pull that off. <laughs> Anybody saying? I mean, yeah. Seven, well, seven, 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 seven. Come on now. That's a good point. We're one day away from Game One of the NBA Finals. Heat Nuggets in Denver. The Heat went the full seven games to beat the Celtics, but the Nuggets have been resting after sweeping the Lakers. So Rick, we'll start with you. Who has more pressure to win Game sweep, One? Sweep. Sweep. <laughs> oh no. The Heat or the Nuggets? Well, no, he's, he's talking about the Lakers. He's talking about the Lakers. The Lakers, the Lakers sweet, not Lakers sweet. You know, <clears throat> it's the same tune, just a different band. Um, uh, the Heat have, if they have any hope of winning the series, they have to get Game One. If they're gonna, if they have any chance of winning a game in Denver, it's Game One because I do believe that they're gonna come in in rhythm. They've been playing at a high level. Denver, there's just no way that they are ramped up at the level that the Miami Heat are. So uh, that's why it's important. I could see as the series goes on, Denver's going to find its, it's going to get back its rhythm. But this is the formula for the Miami Heat. They've won game one in every series so far. They've come in and they're the team without home court advantage. And the first thing they did was we're going to snatch that. And then we're going to go from there. So, if they're going to put the Denver Nuggets on their back foot and say, hey, we're the, we don't care if we're the playing team, we don't care whatever we were like in the regular season, we're here and you're going to have to deal with us, then they have to make that felt that very first game. And that's also, historically, I think I talked about it on a previous show, that's when Nikola Jokic usually is, has had his worst game is the first game first of game. a series. Mm. So if they're going to take advantage of that, this is the time to do it. Yeah, I know. It's David and Goliath once again. For all those reasons, that's why I think it's it's done the Nuggets. You you are new here, really. Mm. This is your first finals, and you've had the rest. You have to come out and and be dominant. You have to set the tone for the series. Uh, why couldn't the Heat steal Game Two? I understand everything you're saying about statistically that's his first game, but like if the Heat don't win Game One and they win Game Two, they're in the same situation. You just have to steal one on the road. Mm. It might be the most ideal opportunity to steal one. But I think the Nuggets have the most pressure being the home team to, to win game one. Shady, what do you think? It's got to be the Nuggets. They've lost three games in this playoffs alone, right? Yeah. And we just watched the Heat just lose three in, 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 in one series. Mm-hmm. It got to be, it gotta be the, the, the Nuggets. They, they got all the, 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 the I, I would say this, they have the better player in the series, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Two-time MVP. 
They just they just fucked the Lakers. Got the hold up, you got the AC, you know, you know, heat in there. Like they got it. It's the, the, the real you, pressure. Would you be surprised if the Nuggets came out flat in this game? I wouldn't. And guess what? I'm betting on the Heat to win this first game. Hmm. <laughs> but, the, but, but, the pressure, but the pressure, it's got to be on the Nuggets. It got to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Nuggets. I mean, the pressure's on the Nuggets. Yes. I, it's not like the Nuggets are dominant on the road. The Heat can show you, has shown you. Yes. They've won in Milwaukee. They've won, you know, in New York. They've won in uh, Boston. In Boston. Yes. Like, they've shown me they can win. So even if, like Joy said, even if I don't win the first one, if I'm the Heat, I'm, 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 they can win. A, they're not the one first. They can win the second one. But at the end of the day, if the Nuggets don't win this first one, I think it's psychologically for the younger guys on the Nuggets team, it's going to hit them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the Heat's not a team that's, that wavers. They'll, they'll stay consistent. They got dogs. They'll stay consistent. Yeah, they got dogs. Yeah. I, think the, I, I think the Heat, there's nothing that's going to distract or disrupt who the Miami Heat are. They're the consistent one. There are, and I hear all your questions about can the Denver Nuggets, you know, finish the deal and be all that they've shown themselves to be. But let's, let's face it. They went to L.A., and the Lakers had a pretty damn good home record mm-hmm. going into that. Mm-hmm. And they finished them off in L.A. Uh, they had the two games in Phoenix where they didn't take their defense, the first two games. But outside of that, what did they do? They, they went back and they finished that series in Phoenix. So their willingness to say we're not going to rely just on our home court advantage. Uh, and again, this is where coaching, I think, matters. I think the difference between Mike Malone and Joe Missoula is going to be very distinctive. When the, when the Denver Nuggets went to Phoenix and didn't play defense, he made it clear we didn't play defense. Yeah, he he about called it, yeah. them out. out. Mm-hmm. Did we ever hear Joe Missoula call his team out? when they didn't play up to their level. That's where I see the difference in these Denver Nuggets. There's an expectation there that, and an, an accountability that Mike, uh, Mike Malone is going to hold them to, and it wasn't an accident that they were the number one seed in the Western Conference. I know they still have more to prove to you, and maybe to Shady, and certainly to Joy, but, I think they have something to prove to everyone. They're the favorites. They have the back-to-back league MVP, okay. Jamal Murray, the, the number one team in the Western Conference. But it, They have something to prove to everyone. But I don't think that they're so fragile that if they lost game one, that they couldn't win the next four. I don't think so either. But I don't really think that this is a must-win for either, game, for either team because of how the postseason has gone. Hmm. The pressure, though, should be on the team that's favored, that's at home, that's had rest, that just swept the Lakers. And LeBron James and Anthony yeah, I mean, that was the question. What yeah. pressure? Who's, who, who has the most pressure? It's, more, it's, more pressure. I think this is the Denver Nuggets. It's got to be the Nuggets. That's what I think. I and, you, and you don't want the – and another thing, like, the Heat is playing with so much, like, momentum. You don't want them winning in, in Denver. Come on, man. Like, first game? Bro, imagine, just, imagine that type of momentum. You see how like, the interviews they have with Jimmy Butler and them dudes? You get them guys motivated. Yo, one thing about sports – is the biggest thing when a when a brother gets some confidence. <laughs> oh my God! I look. At, I don't care who he is. I, he get confidence. I'm looking at how Caleb the Lakers, how the Lakers and the Nuggets. Caleb, I'm sorry, sorry. Caleb Martin got so much confidence. His swag is on okay. a different Yo, level. He's been and, and I, listen. I guess, I mean, Jimmy is the guy. Don't get me wrong. Are you, do, but, are you really singing the praises of Caleb Martin? Is this the same? No, but. Is this the same Shady McCoy that was on I'm the show yesterday? Hey, no, 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 he's no, just no. keeping it real. I'm, that's what I'm doing. I always do that. Mm-hmm. It's not even the, the name. Forget, forget the name. It's the confidence. 
Mm. So they got coming up. Yes. Jimmy Butler has led the Heat to the NBA Finals, and now he has something else he's cooking off the court. We'll tell you what that's all about next on Speed. He playing like Paul he Murray? He playing like confidence? Yeah, I mean, he playing like he Kobe Bryant right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fade ways, three, step back. Let's check in on our social life. Jimmy Butler has filed a new trademark for Hemi Buckets. He plans to launch a Hemi Buckets brand of coffee, beer, soda, bottled water, clothing, and coffee cups. Katie, did you ever, did you ever uh, trademark something for you? Crazy work. Crazy work? No, How to we do it. Crazy work hoodies. We got a segment on the show, Crazy Work. Somebody in here wearing Crazy Work. There you go. Mo got a Crazy Work hoodie on right now. By the way, how come we don't have any of that swag? You don't have one. Shady. We Who made up Hemi Buckets? He did. Hemi? Oh, he did. Um, I think we, think we gave it to him. He, gave he is him. He is him. Cat got a line of suits, guy. right? He got the big face coffee. I got who? You got a line of suits? Yeah. You have your own line of suits? No. Oh, no. you should. <laughs> he needs to. He got a lot of suits. You know? It's, it's all about branding. That's what it, it is. is. It what do you is. got, Slick? I'm too lazy. Me? I got nothing. You like hair pomade. Slick hair pomade. Oh, there we go. Right? There we go. 10%. That's, that's all I have for. Seven. We'll be back tomorrow. There we go. Crazy work. Hey! Hey! I like that. Hey.